0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: And welcome back, folks. Welcome back to hour number two. And if you're asking yourself why, well, uh, Locked and Loaded with Roger B. Normally, is that's what you'll be hearing now. But uh, Roger is out today. Um, so I, um, happily am going to sit in here and, and do a second hour of on point. We'll call it the on point with Victor slash locked and loaded show. Um, because I'm gonna get into some, some, um, some gun news, um, and, and some things that Biden's trying to do. Um, folks. I, 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 mentioned in the first hour that I, I really am amazed that Biden is being so blatant that he didn't wait for the runoff elections to happen in Georgia before coming out and, uh, basically telling everybody his plans to grab your guns. Um, because if, and listen, the campaigns, because I know, I know some of you listen to me. Um, and that's people in the Purdue campaign and people in the Kelly Loeffler campaign. I know you guys are listening to me right now so listen and hear me well. If you haven't done so already, you need to push ads out everywhere showing Biden in his own words, show the Biden gun plan. You need to get this out that there. there are plenty of Democrats in Georgia who who blindly voted for the letter D, who are gun owners. And when you show them in Biden's words that there that Biden's coming after their guns, they're going to go vote for Kelly and they're going to vote for David. Maybe not all of them, but some of them will. So I know that you guys are all into your negative advertising because negative ads is what you do during a, a runoff election because you're, you're trying to jazz up your base. Look, I understand that. But you better make room and make some ads because there are a lot of gun voters out there who, uh, maybe they didn't vote for Trump for some reason or another. Um, there are libertarians out there who maybe didn't vote for Purdue or Kelly. You know, Shane Hazel was the libertarian candidate and I, and I love Shane to death, but I was a little perturbed because I believe he, he, he cost, you know, he, 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 he took some votes away. He, look, to Shane's credit, he he exceeded, I think, more than uh, anyone expected him to. So, uh, shout out to Shane, my brother. You uh, you did you did well, and and uh, and I love that you're picking up the libertarian cause, man. Because I'm right there with you. Uh, but uh, we need all the libertarians, and and I am sure. Look, folks, don't get me wrong. I know I, I know Shane Hazel, and I am sure he's out there telling his his uh, voters to uh, to go vote for Purdue and go vote for Loeffler, uh, because we've we've got to save the second amendment and we're only going to do it by saving the senate keeping the senate in the republican control um so uh so again let's uh let's get out there if you're a libertarian um Let's get out there, and, and Shane, um, I'm, you know what, Shane, if you're out there too, let's get you on the show. Let's get you on the show possibly next week. So if, if Shane, if you're listening, or, or if anybody's out there that's uh, friends with Shane Hazel or part of the Shane Hazel campaign, um, get him to get in touch with me. Uh, let's get him on the On Point with Victor show next week, and let's let's talk to the Libertarian voter directly uh, because we're going to need your help. We need you to vote for Purdue. We need you to vote for Leffler. Um, we've got to team up. And we've got to do it to save the Second Amendment. And this is not hyperbole. And I'm going to get into why in just a little bit and the evidence that I have. Um, so, OK, when we left the first hour, I was telling you what states need to do. We need to change the voting rules in, in, in our prospective states. And we can only do it by getting good people in the legislature. Your state legislature sets election law. The federal government does not set election law for your state, and thank God that they don't. We don't want the federal government meddling in your state's election. They do it enough already. Um, Your state legislature sets your state election law. And what we need to do – I'm telling you, folks, this is so simple – We can weed out fraud. It's not hard. My gosh, we are one of the most advanced countries in the world. We have amazing technology. Don't tell me that we can't weed out fraud. Uh, It's like a Democrat telling us that we can't make Washington work. Yes, we can. Donald J. Trump just showed four years of how to make Washington work for the people. But that's one reason why they tried so hard or, or worked so hard to get rid of him, because the Democrats and the and, and many in the establishment Republican side do not want Washington working for the people. The Democrats don't want it working for the people at all. The establishment Republicans, they want it to work just a little bit to keep you happy, but they want their little swamp bubble to continue, and they don't want you to be part of it. And that's why they had such a problem with Donald Trump being an outsider. Uh, because Donald Trump went in there for four years and he made things happen. Um, and I'm going to get to some of that in a minute, uh, in just a few. Uh, but let's, let, let me just reiterate how easy we can fix the voting problem in this country. Because, folks, anybody that tells you there wasn't fraud is lying to you. Was it enough fraud to change the election again? I don't know, and I don't think so. Um, but there was fraud. And anyone who tells you there wasn't fraud is lying to you. Um, so again, I want Giuliani to continue his his, his pursuit to expose the fraud. I, I want all the lawsuits. We as American people deserve to have these lawsuits filed on our behalf to stop and expose fraud. We have to do it. Uh, so, as people and voters in your state, again, we have to demand that the voting process be made more transparent and to weed out fraud and the way to do that it's easy steps folks it's really easy you stop mail-in voting number one no more mail ballots now i'm not talking about absentee i'm talking about taking your voter rolls and sending everybody on it dead people included and your dog a voting uh, a ballot we can't do that anymore so number one no more mail-in ballots that's going to knock out a huge part of fraud Number two, no more ballot harvesting. That's going to knock out a huge part of fraud. Number three, clean up your voting rolls. Get the dead people off. That's not hard to do. We've got the technology. We can do it. That's number three. Number four, we have absentee ballots. This is why we don't need mail-in ballots. If you can't make it to the polls, then you order your absentee ballot. By doing so, you're going to have to prove why you need that absentee ballot. And if your state doesn't require that you have to show proof why you need a mail-in ballot, I mean uh, uh, an absentee ballot, then work on that. Every state should have absentee ballots, which I think they do, but every state should require a reason. If you're a voter and you request an absentee ballot, you must not only prove that you are you, you must show why you need that absentee ballot. This is not disenfranchising any voter. This isn't... You're going to hear this is racist and this is blah, 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 blah. It's not, folks. This is called securing the most important job of a citizen, which is voting. When we vote, we change the direction of this country. And that means... That some voters are going to win and some voters are going to lose. That means sometimes it might be a Democrat that puts more big government and more taxes on people, or it might mean there might be a conservative government that lowers taxes and cuts taxes and hopefully gets us to the fair tax eventually, a consumption tax that um, they reduce government and and hopefully one day I have a dream that one day conservatives will actually cut spending. So this is why voting is so important, folks, because there are going to be winners and there's going to be losers. And, and I'm okay with that. If, if, if I have an election like maybe now, if Biden gets inaugurated on January 20th, I can live with it if there wasn't fraud involved. If fraud isn't the reason why. So what I'm saying, and I'm not saying that Biden's going to get elected because of fraud. I'm just saying that there should be no fraud. And the way to feel good about an election and the way to, if you lose an election, the way to suck it up and move forward is to have the confidence that the election was honest. And the only way to have an honest election is to get rid of mail-in ballots, get rid of ballot harvesting, secure the absentee ballot process. Everyone should be eligible for an absentee ballot should they have the reason to have one and if they can prove themselves that they are who they are. And what I mean by proving you need an absentee ballot, if you're elderly and you can't go to the polls, then you get an absentee ballot. If you are um, afraid of contracting a virus, whether it's the common flu, the common cold, or the Wuhan COVID-19, then you can order an absentee ballot. It ain't hard and it ain't rocket science. But you have to order your absentee ballot. If you've got travel coming up for work because you're one of those conservatives that, just, that has to work... You're one of the people Biden's coming after. You're a producer and you have to work on election day. Then order your absentee ballot. Again, it's not rocket science, folks. It's not rocket science. And there's nothing disenfranchising about it. There's nothing racist about it. It's called an honest election. It's called securing the most important election that can happen anywhere in the world. And that's right here in the United States, where we have a document that tells our government that they can't rule us because that document says that we derive our rights from God. And the only way to keep this country a republic is to make our elections safe and 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 honest. And the only way to keep the republic is for the American people to trust their election process. And the only way we can do that is to weed out the fraud. And it's easy to do that, folks. Get rid of mail-in ballots. Get rid of ballot harvesting. Secure the absentee ballot process and early voting. We, Folks, v- we have voting day in this country. We don't have voting month. We don't have voting season. We don't have voting year. We don't have voting week. But I am willing to compromise and say we can have two weeks of early voting and then you have voting day. Because if you do a month and two months and six months early voting, you're opening it up to fraud. And we must put a stop to this. And voting is this important. It is, again, one of the most important things we can do as citizens of the republic. So there should be no – voting shouldn't be easy. Uh, Let me just be honest. Voting shouldn't be easy. It should be hard because it's such a huge decision to make. And it must be honest – And it must be a legitimate election. That way, if you're on the losing side, you can deal with it. If I'm a conservative libertarian... And and we have an honest election, and a Democrat wins, and they put taxes on me, and they put regulations on me, they put bigger government on me, and they try to come at me with more gun regulations. You know what? I can live with it because I know we have honest elections because I know in two years, and four years, I can go in and work hard to have them thrown out and then have my guy or, or gal win. And then the left will have to live with it. Because it'll be an honest election. Look, folks, those of you on the left right now and, and those of you in the media, the lamestream media, who are complaining, telling us to suck it up and deal with losing, and they're telling us this was suddenly – this was the most honest election you've ever seen? You just spent four years trying to delegitimize Donald Trump's presidency. You spent four years trying to convince half the country that there was Russia collusion. You spent four years – Telling people there was all these collusions and 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 uh, Ukrainian collusion and all these other things, where you had zero evidence. The Mueller report, zero evidence. All the things that you did, you zero evidence. But yet we were supposed to be okay with you accusing us of pu- of, of having an, a four year president who wasn't uh, a real president. Um, we were supposed to believe that fraud, all kinds of fraud happened in 2016 but now we're supposed to believe that there was no fraud when we have evidence hard evidence that there was fraud again maybe not enough to change the election but that's not the point the point is that there was fraud and we have evidence so don't tell me to suck it up because we ain't gonna do it all right folks hang tight we'll be right back this is the on point locked and loaded show
2: (laughs) quick states that's QUIK stakes are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q U I K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify
0: what's in your garden now. Every week, we come to you with the information that you need so that you will be prepared to advocate for your family and for yourselves when it comes to your health care. God forbid we get Ossoff and Warnock in the Senate, and the left gets what they want, which is a majority in Congress and the White House. First of all, health care will be more expensive. There initially will be a public option. The government will run it. They will be initially very inexpensive, and it will drive commercial payers out of the healthcare market. Then the choices will disappear. The only insurer out there will be the federal government, and that's when we get a single payer.
2: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: And welcome back, folks. Welcome back. This is our number two of, uh, well, it's kind of a dual show, uh, On Point with Victor, and I'm sitting in for Roger B., The Locked and Loaded Show. And folks, we're going to get into some gun news in just a few, but I want to... So I just went over in the last segment what we can do to sure up our election system. And, folks, those are some easy steps. So um, get involved. Get involved with your local politics. Get involved and make sure that you're voting for good people and putting good people into your state legislature so that you can demand that they fix your voting system. Because it's again, folks, it isn't that hard. You've just got to be willing to get involved. You gotta get off the couch. And again, that's uh you the the Trump voter out there, I know you're angry and upset. And I know you're upset with the Never Trumpers, you're upset with the establishment Republicans, you're upset with uh you know, look folks, here in Georgia, I know a lot of you are upset with Kemp and, and Brad, um the, the Secretary of State. Look, I I I was Brad Brad Kemp oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Brian Kemp wasn't my first choice, but look the guy is very limited by the constitution of Georgia on what he can do, and and he's really not doing a bad job. So, I I am not too big to say that uh, as someone who did not support Brad uh, <laughs> Brian Kemp as a first choice. Now, yes, I was one hundred percent with him over Stacey Abrams, um, but in the primary, he wasn't my first choice. And I am not too small of a man, or too big of a man, I should say, <laughs> David. Don't laugh. Uh, to say that that Kemp's been doing a pretty good job. As governor of georgia he's exceeded my expectations um, so don't take your anger out on him um don't take your anger out on brad rathlisberger i, I do believe there's an area where brad's going to need some work and we can hold his feet to the fire and we should um but a lot of your anger at at the perceived fraud again there is fraud but i don't think it was enough in georgia to flip georgia When you look at the numbers, there are Republicans, whether they were never Trumpers or establishment Republicans, they did not vote for Trump. That is just the sad truth. Forsyth County, if you're listening to me right now, and I know I have listeners out there in Forsyth County, um, you had a lot of Republicans that sat on their butts and didn't vote for Trump. That's why Biden took Georgia. Uh, North Gwinnett and and other parts of North Georgia, there were enough Republicans that didn't vote for, for Trump. That cost Georgia to go caused Georgia to go to Biden. That's what the data showing. Um, it pains me to say that, but it's true. So we got to do better. Now, I don't want you to get angry with the never Trumpers and the, and the, and the establishment Republican. I don't want you to be mean to them right now. we got to come together. Now I don't want you to rest on your laurels either if you're a Trump voter, because we've got to we've got to pull this party and 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 take the Republican Party to continue on the MAGA train, and uh, and make and keeping America first. Uh, right now we got to come together, like I said, and we've got to get Kelly Loeffler elected, and we've got to get David Perdue elected. So. Um, now let me let me speak directly to the Never Trumpers real quick, and let me speak to the establishment Republicans who who maybe sat on their hands and didn't vote for Trump uh, across the nation. This happened. Um, let me tell you now what you're you 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 aided in getting Biden to the presidency because it looks like he's going to be inaugurated on January twentieth. So let me go over because you and your your for whatever reason just couldn't vote for Trump. Let me tell you what Trump what Trump did. For In four years, let me tell you what Trump is leaving, the the legacy that is Trump. And this, again, is another reason why we must reelect Kelly Leffler, and David Perdue, because they're the only ones that can protect protect the legacy that is Trump. But let me remind the never-Trumpers who wouldn't vote for Trump. Let me remind the establishment Republicans who wouldn't vote for Trump and were so happy to get Biden in or or at least satisfied with Biden. Let me tell you what – this is what you're removing. So in four years, middle-income, lower-income, blue-collar workers saw the biggest rises in their wages that they've seen in years and years. That was thanks to Donald Trump. The Middle East is seeing peace deals that they've never seen before. That was thanks to Donald Trump. President Trump's foreign policy has been second to none. Uh, Moving the embassy to Jerusalem, the Bushies promised it didn't do it. The Clintons promised it didn't do it. Obama promised it didn't do it. But you know who did do it? President Donald J. Trump. And you know all the academics. Kerry, you know, John effing Kerry, and uh, I should be nice. But his middle name, his initial is F. So, uh, but Kerry and, um Biden's and the, and the Schumer's and the Obamas and the Clinton's and the rest of them, all these, and the, and the rest of academic bureaucracy that we, that is Washington, they all told you that there's no way can we move the embassy. That'll create instant war in the Middle East. If you move that in the embassy, instant war. And you can't have peace unless the Palestinians are at the table and blah, 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 blah. And so what do we have for years and years and years? with the Clintons and the Bushes and the and the and the Obamas we didn't have any peace in the middle east folks we didn't we had a bunch of words but no peace but then along comes Donald J Trump the non-academic president the president of the people the guy who just goes in there and says you know what i know how to run a business i know how to negotiate i'm going to take it into politics and let me go negotiate with these fools and he did and president trump went into the middle east and he he looked at the table And he said, if the Palestinians are going to come to the table and they're not going to want peace, they're telling you they don't want peace. Why are they at the table? So he removed them from the table. And then all of a sudden, the Middle East, they started coming to the peace talks. He moved the embassy to Jerusalem and peace talks not just happened, peace deals were made. That happened in the first four years of President Donald J. Trump. Uh, folks, I, I, I could go on. Trump pushed back China in four years. For the first time in years, China is being held accountable, not allowing China to steal intellectual property, making uh, consequences that China would have to face if they continued to try and screw us on trade deals and, and steal intellectual property. Donald Trump did that, folks, not the Bushies, not the Clintons, not the Obamas. President Trump did that. Uh, President Trump brought talented non-politicians to the executive branch. Probably the best thing that uh, – one of the best things he did. Um, the Bushies didn't do it. The Clintons didn't do it. The Obamas didn't do it. President Trump did it. Now let's talk about how the amazing response that President Trump put together to face the Wuhan COVID-19 virus, the Wuhan China virus. Folks, I don't care what the media tells you. You need to stop this, this sycophancy that you have with the Democrat Party and the media because they made this political. When Donald J. Trump, President Trump, looked at the Wuhan virus and said, how do we save people? Now, yes, they shut down the economy, and that was disastrous. But you know what? He was being told that he was going to lose two million people or more. So he shut down the economy. But then as soon as Donald Trump, as soon as President Trump realized these fools on the Democrat side are using the shutdowns to gain power, as soon as he realized that, and as soon as he started seeing data that the shutdowns were a bad thing to do, he reopened the economy. And he started bringing back the best economy. In three years, Donald Trump created one of, if not the best economy we've seen in decades. And then by bringing us out of lockdowns, and getting states to cooperate, we're, he's bringing this economy back, folks. We reached thirty thousand on the Nasdaq today. On the, uh, on, the on, on the I'm sorry, in the, in, the, in the Dow Jones. Thank you, David. In the Dow Jones, we reached thirty thousand. That happened because of President Trump. And and you're going to hear today, you're going to hear CNN and MSNBC and ABC and NBC and PBS and NPR. You're going to hear these Democrats lining up saying, oh, in anticipation of Biden, the market's going through the roof. Folks, that couldn't be further from the truth. It is because the leadership of President Trump and what he did with Operation um David, what is it? Operation Fast, Operation High Speed, Operation Something Speed. Uh, yeah, we'll take it. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. Operation whatever it's called. <laughs> but um, because of that, uh, we've got two vaccines, three vaccines that are on the horizon, two that are going to be here probably before the end of the year. That is because of President Trump, not because of Biden. The market's going through the roof today because of the news that Pfizer is, as, has applied for their uh, – for the, to get the okay, to go ahead and start sending out and distributing their vaccine. And then Moderna is right behind them. Moderna is going to probably be released here um, by the end of the year. And then you've got a third vaccine that's coming out probably in January. This happened because of Donald Trump. Now, folks, uh, let me take a second here and go to the phones. I believe we got a caller from New York. Let's go to the videotape. Yeah, let's go to the video. You know, this is Mark. Um, folks, this is Mark from New York. You know, Mark, you, I love it. Let's go to the videotape. This is what my message is to Kelly Leffler campaign and the David Perdue campaign. Go to the Biden tapes. Make commercials and showing in Biden's words what he's, got, what he's going to do to go after guns and the Second Amendment and everything else. Um, Just
3: keep after Chuck Schumer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that yo yo who says hell yeah we're going to take your guns from
1: Texas <laughs> yes the fake Hispanic Bezos um, yeah, well, just it, wait till Biden it, names him the Gunsar
3: you know I, I just feel like they're getting the band back together.
1: Oh, Mark, okay. Let me stop you there for a second, Mark, because you just hit on a brilliant point. Um, They are getting the old man back together. uh, Washington is about to get an influx of the retreads. And the retreads are these old, and again, Mark, this is the Democrat, and folks, listen to me. The Democrat Party that tells you the Republicans are racist are about to bring in the oldest, whitest people relics that they can find and bring them back into the swamp of Washington. But it, it's that's not, what not only that, to. it's
3: the people whose policies put us in a hole.
1: <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> you know, they're, they're talking about now distributing. This is the most bizarre thing I've heard out of the Biden administrative transition team. It should be called the funeral team because that's America's funeral coming. Mm-hmm. But what he's done here is... They're talking about the global pandemic. So they're thinking that the third world countries should get the vaccine that we've already bought and paid for for Americans as American lives are dead. Right. We're dying day by day. And it's not because of Trump. It's not because of anyone. In fact, we have a vaccine because of Trump. But I think that seems to be glossed over. But the bottom line is they're talking about distributing this vaccine across the world. I agree. You want to take care of the world, but you know what? Listen to what it says on the back of that Sky well, Magazine. Put your own mask on first before you help others. <laughs> hey,
1: you know what, Mark? And Mark's talking about the oxygen mask, not the uh, government-mandated <laughs> idiot mask. So, <laughs> so, you know, Mark, you're 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 spot on because, and folks, you've got to understand what's coming down the pike. And and Mark is one hundred percent correct. The old the the Obama show is coming back to town. The Obama show that left you with one point five growth in the GDP on a year to year basis. The Obama show that that raised taxes for everybody. The Obama show that wanted to seize your health care. The Obama show that wants to get rid of private health care. This is now the Biden show, and it's going to be worse than the than the Obama show. I'm afraid. And uh, and Mark, it, I the was, problem
3: is is that at least with Obama. He could deliver the ice cream even though it was melted. He could make you think it was frozen.
1: <laughs> he can make it sound good.
3: <laughs> Biden, he can't put two sentences together no, without falling
1: on himself, uh, and it's and it's going to get worse, which is why he's probably going to be a one term, one year president. I, I will tell you and one uh, thing:
3: if you don't have stock yet in teleprompters, you ought to go out <laughs> and buy it now.
1: <laughs> well, teleprompters, and if you're a uh, if you're a what would you call a teleprompter typer? Yeah.
3: Oh, a, a, no, it sounds more like a choreographer. A than choreographer or,
1: or a transcriber. Um, w- what boy. I don't
3: understand is, with all the media personnel going on to the Biden transition team, who's going to be running the media?
1: So, Mark, that's another good point. Uh, man, I tell you, man, if other people in New York thought like Mark thought, man, New York would go red.
3: Uh, please, don't uh, don't get me started. We just gave the idiot in charge... Andrew Cuomo oh, who killed double the amount of people in nursing homes yes. than any other state in the union mm-hmm. we gave
1: him an Emmy. He he received an Emmy for killing off some of the elderly. So basically what Cuomo did maybe is reduce a little bit of the burden of social security and see whenever you can reduce the burden of social security so they can tri- shift that to someone else then the democrats will give themselves an Emmy.
3: It it just it baffles me that that people who have died and families that have lost loved ones had to see this incompetent governor receive an award for his presentations, his deathbed presentations. Mm. What do you call this? Well, let me this is, Mark, is upside downtown.
1: Let me tell you what's going on. And folks, listen to me well because you're hearing it first on On Point with Victor. Um, and David, you can tell me what you think about this. And and this is you heard it here first. Let me tell you what's happening. They know. The Democrats know that Biden's not going to make it four years. They know Kamala is not likable. She can't run after four years. They are preparing Cuomo. They think they're going to be able to truck Cuomo in to lead this party in 2024. That's what's happening.
3: And and I can tell you, the rest of the world, be weary. <laughs> be yeah. weary.
1: Well, this guy's Our going to kill you. Our
3: ground is falling apart. Our bridges are coming down. Our taxes <laughs> I, are going up. Unfortunately, the bridges are supposed to stay up, and the taxes are supposed to come down. Yeah, in no. New York,
1: we do it opposite. We do the opposite, and and Cuomo is not afraid to kill the elderly. And and I think
2: he's kin to uh, Rahm Emanuel, isn't he?
1: Uh, Since I, Rahm
2: came out with mm-hmm. the thing that uh, anybody over seventy shouldn't get a vaccine,
1: so yeah, they're going to die anyway.
3: Why aren't they talking about – didn't the Democrats used to talk about the Republicans wanted to throw grandma over the cliff? Oh, yeah. The they, cliff? Used
1: to, they used to make commercials about that, Mark, about the Republicans throwing grandma off the
3: cliff. What, and, what, what I don't understand is the Republicans should have seen this coming.
1: Oh, well, Mark, we're talking about the establishment. The I mean the establishment of Republicans – can do more harm than just about any Democrat. But, i am But amazed. even I'll
3: tell you, and honestly, listen, you know I'm a big fan of Trump, his policies. I can't stand the way he delivers the message, but I can tell you his policies worked. Well, right. And his concepts of government are fantastic, but his delivery, he needs to have Obama teach him how to deliver things better for 2024. <laughs> yeah, well... So what I would say is that what, what he delivered in four years was worth, in toilet paper math, 70 years of Biden.
1: (laughs) Well, let me tell you, let me make another prediction here, because history over time tends to get things right. President Trump is going to go down as, if not the best one of the best one-term presidents that this country has ever had. And the only reason he isn't reelected right now is because of the never-Trumper and the establishment Republican who just couldn't bring themselves to vote for him. And, Mark, there are suburban also, suburban people, um, mainly m- maybe suburban women, who felt like you did, that that um, they didn't like the way Trump handled himself or delivered his message. The only difference is, Mark, you voted on policy instead of voting on a motion well, when but a lot of people did. Didn't how do many that?
3: times how many times a day did you hear negative things about Trump on the mainstream media?
1: Ninety nine percent of the time. After a while stories. that permeates the airwaves.
3: Yeah, it does. Once it permeates the airwaves, that stink becomes something that you remember.
1: Well, well I said you know I said on last week's show when I'm when we we're t i when we are was talking about Trump possibly losing. Um, it has to do with with the Trump the blame that I would put on Trump is is that he he did make it a little easy for some of the ridiculous accusations to stick. Now, to me, that was no reason not to vote for Trump. For you, it was no reason not to vote for Trump, because you and I, we know that policy matters. And, and, and 73.8 million voters voted for Donald Trump. Donald Trump got more votes than any Republican in history. So well, there was the a lot of the major mistake Trump made.
3: Here's the major mistake. He did not hire you as his communications director.
1: <laughs> From your mouth to God's ears, Mark. Because
3: your message has been clear, concise, and mm. it takes into account the facts, which I know Democrats hate. They do hate. But the problem with his messaging was he didn't have a consistent message. Right. And and Democrats got a fax in the morning, and that word was the word for the day.
1: Right. Well, it usually started with racist. I got a plan. <laughs> yeah, I, I got, got a plan. I got a plan. <laughs> yeah.
2: What's I'm your plan? Still I got the a Biden plan to have, plan. have a plan.
1: Yeah. You know, David, that's true. Mark, David just hit a great point. The Democrats' whole campaign was, I've got a plan. And when you ask them what the plan was, well, our plan's not racist, and we got a plan for the plan. So as soon as our plan for the plan becomes a plan, then we'll tell you that plan.
3: Right, and we have a plan. Next question. <laughs> next What's question. <laughs> we have a plan. Okay, <laughs> a plan. next
1: question. Next question. And that's so true, Mark. Well, look, Mark, I, I can't thank you enough for your kind words, but – but when I sit back and I look, you know, policy does matter, and and you're right. I, I, now I, I wish Trump would have hired me because I do think I could have helped him, and that's not my ego speaking. It's just, uh, just my communication skills. Skills. That's, that's
3: the fact. Spills. If anybody has Spills. heard your show, you've been con- you've been concise, you've been clear, and your message is on point.
1: On point. Thank
3: you. Mark. And the the point was with Trump is. He might have said something, but the way he delivered it stunk. Mm-hmm. And nobody else followed up behind him to say, hold on. With Biden, he didn't say anything. Everybody else said it for, said him. It for him. So yeah.
1: we didn't have to clean anything up. You know, with Biden, he can come out and, and say something like this. Uh, we're going to... And then his people are right behind him going, well, yes, what he said was um, we're going to not be racist and we're going to come out and we're going to give everyone $50 right. billion. We're going dollars to and be a more to, inclusive party. Let's hire going, all the old white guys. Right. So what you hear from Biden is – but his people immediately will come give a great dissertation of what they said. He said when he really never said it. Well, um, he said she said. Exactly.
3: Oh, by the way, is Kamala still on his ticket? Because I haven't
1: heard oh, from her. Man, they are keeping her hidden, Mark, and they're doing it for a reason. Because they're going to try and dress her up for when she has to come out. Now, I'll tell you this, too the the fight that is brewing you know, right sure now made it, you? The, <laughs> David's making me laugh. Um, the fight mark that is this is one reason why Kamala, you're not seeing her right now because the Jill Biden, and I'm saying Jill Biden, not Joe, Jill Biden and her team, the fight that's erupting between them and Kamala Harris's team, which consists of AOC, the squad, Bernie Sanders, the Obamas, that fight is brewing.
3: Well, I predict they're going to keep them under the wraps until the recount, until the uh, special election. Right. Well, and then the recount of the special election.
1: But they're also, they're trying to, like I said, this fight is brewing because Kamala wants Biden out as soon as possible. Kamala wants the Biden team gone so that she can take over and head into the next four years, head, head into 2024. Because, again, Kamala is not liked, she's not going to win a primary. She must go in as the incumbent. And I am telling you right now, do not doubt me, folks. The battle that Kamala is going to have with the Jill Biden and her team, it's coming. And it's going to be fun to sit back and watch.
3: Well, I I heard uh, that AOC wanted to come to Georgia. And I think, um, gosh, what's his name? Uh, Governor Huckabee. Mm-hmm. said he'd buy the ticket.
1: <laughs> you know, I've got an answer for that Mark for for the Cuomo's and the DeBlasio's and the and the squad led by AOC, they want to come to Georgia to help out and to help their democrat leftist wackos in this race. Um then I have an idea for Kemp. Impose a 30-day quarantine. <laughs> If, if New York's doing it to us, California's doing it to us, so if you Californians want to come here, if you New Yorkers want to come here, and you want to help the Democrat radicals, then, um, Governor Kemp, my message to you is impose a 30-day quarantine. We ain't going to have them bring that uh, virus down to us, so quarantine them.
3: Well, you know, what the, what the biggest problem is is that this local race has become a national race, and I hope people are well aware of what's on the line here. You will have a team of drunken idiots in the Biden administration, <laughs> drunken with power.
1: Oh, yeah. They already. They
3: are. drank the Kool-Aid. They're all on board because they had eight years of Obama give everything to everybody in the world and make America pay for it. That should have been his slogan. But yeah. you're going to have, you know, and and I was speaking to your engineer before, and he had a very interesting take, and I agree with him. He said, you never want to give the keys to everybody in the car on the same team. Right. Because the brilliance behind the way this republic was developed was checks and balances. Right. If there are no checks and balances, they will wipe out the judicial branch. They Mm -hmm. will pack the courts. They will destroy its function. And they will get everything in Nancy Pelosi's wish list that she has had for 80 years.
1: Absolutely. Well, Mark let you know you touch on that and um, let's just let me go down a little list on what the what Biden's plans are and and I I am not this is a conjecture I'm not making this up um if you listen to Biden when he does make a complete sentence or just listen to his team when they come up and tell you try and convince you what he really said was this um <laughs> Biden they they aren't making any any bones about what they're going to do um number 1 uh Oil and gas jobs, they're going to be gone. Uh, They're going to kill these jobs, and they're going to do it with a smile on their face because they will try and ban fracking. They said they would, and and we need to believe them because we know that's what they want to do. Uh, Oil independence, say goodbye to it. Under President Trump, we achieved energy independence. That's going to be gone because Biden's going to farm it back out to the Middle East. Um, open borders. Biden will bring – they have already said, Biden and Kamala both, they want open borders and they want no deportations. And what that's do you think? why huge business supported him. Exactly. And what do you think that's going to do to jobs? If you're coming out of college or if you're a high schooler going into your first job, that job ain't going to be there because open borders with no deportations, it's going to kill the job market. And, and it's, it's going to bring down wages.
3: This goes back real quick to, to the messaging issue with the Republicans, is they never brought out the fact that the lowest-paying jobs were the ones that increased the most. Right. Their, their wages yeah. went up and up and up the most.
1: This is but true, they Mark. they
3: never got that message out. This is
1: true, Mark. In the first hour of the show today, I talked about um, one of the biggest accomplishments for President Trump in the, la- the forty years he was there was the biggest wage increases for the blue-collar worker the low-income worker the middle income worker the biggest increase in wages they have seen in years if not decades and you are correct mark that was because of President Trump and,
3: and, and I could tell you as you know a person who knows a lot of business owners they were having trouble finding people to work so what right, do they have to do right increase wages
1: yep you want to get well, people to work for you, you got to pay more. You know, Mark, um, I'm glad you bring that up. The free market system is the best way and really the only way to really, and, you know, people want a minimum wage. They want a certain minimum wage. Well, the free market's the best way to do it because when there is a plethora of jobs, in fact, Mark, for most of the Trump presidency, we had more job openings than we had. People willing to fill them, and what does that mean? To your point, Mark, exactly means that wages are going to go up and benefits are going to go up.
3: Yeah, when you maintain, when you mandate a minimum wage, you mandate incompetence. A- absolutely, and you mandate job loss. You no, know, that's the bottom line. So, mm-hmm. what did they do? What did McDonald's do? When they had 10 or 12 people behind the counter now, now you have six computerized kiosks Mm -hmm. out front and two people behind. And
1: one or two people behind. Those are minimum wage jobs that are lost and gone. So the very people, the Democrats, pretended that they're going to help to buy their vote, they're hurting the most. And
3: and for some reason, you can talk to every one of these liberals and they just don't see it. They don't get it.
1: Well, because most of the liberals you talk to are part of the elite. They have their government paycheck or they have their uh, whatever corporate job they might have. So oh, they're What fun. you were
3: talking about before, I wanted to just bump in there, yeah. is on the tuition uh, forgiveness program, right? the loan forgiveness program, I, I want to know if I'm going to get back the $50,000 that I paid back on federal loans when I got out oh. of school.
1: Mark that's a great point I I don't know why I left this out 100% where's I mean, our I'm, I'm driving I'm driving a
3: 2007 vehicle but I got two kids in
1: college with no loans. With no loans. Well, Mark, your point is great. Will there be a rebate? Those of us who did it right, those of you who saved money and worked your tail off to put your daughters through school so they wouldn't have debt, David who put two sons in college so he wouldn't have, they wouldn't have debt, me who, who worked through college so I wouldn't have debt thanks to my father, will, will we get a rebate? If you're going to dismiss student loans, from people today then where are our rebates when can we expect them and how much
3: I mean I I want my I want 100% if they're getting you know if they're getting their tuition first of all you created an artificial bubble for tuition to go through the roof when you gave easy government loans right
1: amen to that brother you know
3: bring that listen You're not going to get seventy thousand dollars for the education some of these guys are getting out of these colleges lately. If if you put it into real dollars, it's probably worth twenty five thousand dollars.
1: Well, again, we have allowed politicians to screw with colleges and tuition so much, and to make these loans so easy to get that you can get a hundred thousand dollar loan for basket weaving. You can get a two hundred thousand thousand dollar loan for gender studies. What the hell are you going to do with that degree? Well,
3: gender studies under the Democrats. It's very complicated. There's (laughs) about 50 different genders, so you have to
1: be careful. Right. But how on earth are you going to pay a $200,000 college loan with a degree in gender studies? The government's going to give you back the money. (laughs) Exactly. If you can't figure out – if it took a degree for you to figure out your gender, I'm afraid there aren't many jobs out there for you that are going to pay you enough for you to live on.
3: You know, I wanted to study French fries. (laughs) <laughs> but
1: it didn't pay much. Like, hey, Mark! I wanted to study New York pizza because it's my <laughs> favorites. <laughs> you got to learn I, how to twist I, that pie, man. Mark, I gotta tell you, I I can't wait for these for you guys to wake up. Well, I know you're awake, but hopefully. Oh, did it,
3: you hear? Did you hear what Cuomo did? Oh, oh you didn't gosh, hear the newest. No,
1: his, his newest uh,
3: befuddle. He had said that you cannot have more than 10 people at the table or turkey police will get you. No, geez. And no more than two family households can get together. Now... However, he, he recommends nobody travel, nobody go anywhere, just cancel Thanksgiving. And an hour before that, he was... No, I'm sorry. An hour after that, he's talking about... He's going to see his 89-year-old mother. He's Uh bringing her in
1: with his two daughters. Yep. Well, I was about to say, Mark, remember, socialism is for the people, not the socialists. Every burden that, that Cuomo and de Blasio are putting on you guys will never be felt by them. You can't have Thanksgiving, but by God, he will. Do you think Cuomo's not going to travel wherever he wants with no mask, and he's going to have as many people, Cuomo's over as he wants, but you can't do it? This is what I'm talking about, Mark. I can't wait for the people of New York to wake up and join you. They're
3: not going to wake up because they've been intoxicated by the blue stupidity.
1: I I don't understand it, Mark, but – you've got to get these guys thrown out so that I can come back to New York like I used to visit every year and get my New York pizza, my corned beef sandwich and I mean, I can't get that anywhere but New York, Mark
3: You know, we thought that he had a lot of high hopes because his father was a pretty decent governor Yeah, well and th- The problem is is that we didn't realize that he is controlled by the woke and the oh, stupid
1: the radical left and David's got and, something I think yeah. David's got a comment
3: Mike or Mark. Mark, I'm sorry. Uh,
2: it's age. But,
3: <laughs>
2: you, had a, you had a Bidenism. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Mark. What Dave um, meant to say. <laughs> yes, I've got a plan. Uh, no, a plan. I, I'm. I'm just curious about what you're hearing up there. I I've had uh, when I haven't been on the board today. I've had some other phone calls, and as you probably know, I hope you know that we do a lot with veterans. And uh, we're going to have a veteran on, a Vietnam veteran on uh, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, but what I'm hearing right now is getting sort of scarier and scarier. More people are bringing up, and they know where I stand, but more and more people are bringing up without me asking. What they think is going to happen, and they think it's not going to be between the North and the South, but between the right and the left. Are you it, hearing it is, anything like that? It is.
3: The, the the What's going on here is they thought that they could control the radical left when they let them go. And all these blue cities with all the misery going on, the burning, the looting, you know, the BLM crowd. And they thought when Biden gets elected that they can control them. mm mm-hmm. You have just seen a lull before the storm. Oh, right. Wait until Biden gets in and they don't get what they want. I'm already mm-hmm. hearing rumbles about it. I'm already hearing rumbles that AOC the other day was yelling at the top of her mask, you know, not on his timetable, on our timetable. Yeah.
1: Well, Mark, let me tell you, you're, you're on to something here, which is probably why, you know, I asked a question earlier that I couldn't believe that, that Biden is releasing his gun grab. Plan before the runoff. And I think the reason he did it is because the squad and the hard left are already coming after Biden. Uh, They started coming after him a week or two ago. Uh, because he wasn't moving quick enough. I'm giving them what they want or what they think they want. Well, he, they see who he's picking for his and cabinet. They, exactly. <laughs> he, well, one thing he did two weeks ago is Biden said he wasn't going to put Warren or, or Sanders or any of the hard left into his immediate cabinet. Well, that sent AOC and the Warren crowd, you know, the, the Warren, Focahontas uh, Indians. That sent, <laughs> I should be nice. That <laughs> sent them on a, on the war path. Oh man, I just can't stop. Um, so they're, up in arms and I think what Biden did to get them to throw them off the uh, <laughs> the scent, the trail um, <laughs> they, they, he brought out this gun plan and um, and, and I but you're, you're right they, and this is what I mean about the battle that's going to erupt between Jill Biden and the hard left the Sanders, the Warrens, the AOC and the swamp. And it's just, we're already starting to see this battle unfold and, um, and I think that's why Biden had to come out with his gun plan to, to placate them because uh, Mark, I have you heard the the Biden plan, the plan to uh, to enact a tax on an, on any AR-15, any rifle. Basically, what they're saying right now is rifle, but we all know that it'll be it'll be all, everything, including pistols. by the time they get done with it. Uh, but they want to. They want to put a two hundred dollar tax not just on the weapon, on the magazines, and on the ammo. Well, oh, so you're going to if, be paying six bucks for a bullet. Well, what they're what they're trying to do is a a gun that will cost you six hundred dollars today under Biden, if he gets his way, is going to cost you four thousand or six thousand dollars. It's going to make
3: it cost prohibitive. That's exactly the way they always do
1: it. They're trying to backdoor uh, gun confiscation because if you can't afford to go get a gun, then then they achieve their purpose of you not having a gun. And, folks, this is not hyperbole. This is what Biden's plan is. And and if we lose the Senate, this is why the Georgia Senate race is so important and why we must hold the Senate and why we must pull together. The never-Trumpers, the establishment Republicans, and the Trump voter has to pull together, and we must go vote and hold the Senate. Because the Democrats, if they win the Georgia Senate seats— through reconciliation, a budgetary process, Mark, which I'm sure you're probably familiar with. But, folks, if, if you just look up the budgetary process known as re- reconciliation, they can pass this gun-grabbing policy without going through the legislature. And well, they will do it. what I think
3: is pretty funny is uh, uh, Ossoff is a trust fund baby, and he's yelling about the rich people.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
3: and, and then you have Warnock, who is – I hate America post a child yes. saying how much he loves
1: America. Right. Warnock is trying to come out and tell you he's this innocent priest or preacher who just loves America. But he is on record. You know, Mark, you mentioned earlier, let's go to the videotape. Well, anyone can look up Warnock videos of him um, giving – not just praising Marxism – but basically saying Marxism is good and we can do Marxism. I would,
3: I would warn all Georgians if they don't think that this is an important race and they say, well, okay, you know, I voted for the president and I lost. Mm-hmm. Go take a look at New York. Yeah. Go see what they did in New York when they went blue. Mm. They buried New York. They buried us in taxes. Mm-hmm. And the infrastructure fell apart. And it's still falling apart. You so know- Georgians, look out.
1: Mark, I am so glad you brought that up because if we allow the city of Atlanta and 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 Decatur city and some of these other cities to to convert Georgia to blue. And that's that'll only happen if if there are Republicans out there who just who don't vote Republican because Georgia can still is still a red state. But listen to Mark and listen to him well and Mark, I want you to speak to this in a second because I remember a time, like I have been going back and forth to New York for years and years and years. And, Mark, you've lived in New York, what, all your life? Yes, sir. Um, I remember when Giuliani... Was a Republican governor, and New York City was thriving. Actually, and, and, uh, correct me, He was the mayor. I mean, mayor. Uh, when, when when Giuliani was mayor, New York City was thriving, and and you had Pataki, I believe, was a Republican governor. Correct. And 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 it was thriving in New York. And then the blue wave happened. And Mark, speak to the people of Georgia and, the, and what could happen to their state because of a city and a state that falls to the blue people Here's like what uh,
3: went Kuhl. on in New York. A brief history of New York, under Pataki and especially under Giuliani, the Republican governor and mayor. Under Giuliani, you could walk around the city three o'clock in the morning, and you had what was called the red coats that were out there. They give you directions. I remember them. Booming. Yeah. It was it was what the city on a postcard looked like and was. It really was in real life. Come back to De Blasio now. There are people being thrown off of subway platforms in the middle of the day there are women being raped on the platform in the middle of the day and this is among an eighty seven percent crime increase in new york city and it the problem is is that when you have criminals and there are no consequences you have emboldened criminals and you have gotten more people that were on the line maybe not to do something stupid there's no repercussions so why not you know it started out a year and a half ago with throwing empty buckets at police Anyone who threw something at a police officer should have been immediately arrested, charged, and jailed. Mm -hmm. End of story. Exactly. But what did they do? They let it go. They let it go. They let it go. And look at New York. Go take a look at what's going on in New York City. Housing is plummeting. Rentals are plummeting. Businesses are closing. Besides the stupid lockdowns every five minutes. But that's (laughs) something different. I mean, crime
1: is up all over the place. This idea of rolling lockdowns is asinine. Um, I didn't think it could get much worse than California's rolling blackouts that they force on their people. Now you've got Cuomo and de Blasio wanting to do these rolling lockdowns.
3: Well, it was, it it was f- interesting. The other day, a reporter asked Cuomo. It was all over the news. They, they asked Cuomo whether or not the schools were going to close. And he says, what are you, ridiculous? Don't, the schools are not closing. Don't be absurd. You're confused. He says, no, parents are confused. He said, No, you're confused. Oh. Okay. An hour later...
1: Pelosi closed down, New York, Close City down schools. New York City schools. Yeah, and if you if you look at the data, they love to say we're following the science, oh, Cuomo. We've got to follow the science until the science doesn't the agree with the data. data. Yeah, exactly. And the science and the data shows that the the least place that anyone is going to catch or transmit the virus are in schools. Elementary schools, to be precise, and and now he's closing them down. There's no data whatsoever to support the closing of, of schools in general, period, but especially elementary schools. Uh, I mean, this is what uh, we're talking about, folks. So you got to listen to Mark and 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 take his word.
3: Georgia, um, be careful. Wake up now.
1: Yeah, wait, because there's still time. And the other thing <laughs> is,
3: I would tell the Republican Party in Georgia to be very weary of what is going on in the polling places. Mm -hmm. be actually like hawks at the polling places because they're going to take those ballots that are for Warnock and Ossoff and they're going to run them through the counting machines three, four times like they did with Trump. The only thing is... The Trump team wasn't smart enough to keep an eye on it.
1: You know, Mark, um, I talked a little bit about election systems and what we have to do, and that's absolutely right. We've got to start now. And, uh, And for this runoff election, it is going to be up to the state of Georgia. It's going to be up to the volunteers and the poll watchers to be vigilant and more vigilant than they've ever been. Because there are reports that votes were counted more than once. And, and I don't – like I said, I don't know if the evidence – I don't for Georgia, at least, I haven't seen the evidence. But we can't allow it to happen because we know that it has happened in, in, in other places. So, Mark, you are dead, dead on. And, uh, man, I appreciate you calling in, Mark. We have reached the end of the show, believe it or not. Uh, so, Mark, man, keep fighting the good fight out there, please. Don't give up. And, uh, folks – you heard what Mark said. We've got to keep Georgia. We've got to keep the Senate. It's coming through Georgia to keep the Senate and to save the country. It's right here in Georgia. So everybody get out have, and have a
3: great Thanksgiving, but don't be a bunch of turkeys. Vote exactly.
1: Republican. <laughs> exactly. So take it from Mark. Have a very, very good Thanksgiving, folks. We'll be back next week. Um, enjoy the time off, but don't let your guard down and, uh, get out there and vote for Leffler and get out there and vote for Purdue. Um, we got to save this, uh, Republic. See you next week.